Caregivers, have you ever felt like nothing is going right? Well, cheer up and welcome to Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver radio program, where you'll learn how to avoid that dreaded thing called caregiver burnout and how to survive the grieving process. Join Dave and his guests now as they share practice tips and tools that you can start using immediately to help get you through this day. Now, here's your caregiver host, Dave Nassani. From New York and from the Big Apple and from, uh, where else are we from? From Los Angeles. <laughs> Welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I am Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver, coming to you live globally through a bunch of platforms. And along with my lovely co-host, Adrian Gruberg. Say hello, Adrian. Hello. Yes, Adrian was feeling a little ill last night. Not last night, last week. Last week, yes. So, Adrian, I hope you're doing better. I am. Thank you. Good, good, good. And some of the uh, platforms we're on, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, Mixcloud, Listen Notes, Blueberry, Player FM, Podcast.com, VIP Internet Radio, Facebook Live, HealthyLife.net, <laughs> and CaregiverDave.com. And we're proud to be voted number two best podcast out of the top six caregiver podcasts by Caring.com. And we have an exciting show planned for you today, a very important person. <laughs> we don't, don't we, Adrian? And that's yeah. so cute to say yes. There we go. It's just... <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to take this moment, first of all, to thank last week's guest, Terry Novak, The Decision Doctors. It's Terry's second book, uh, available later this month. and has a companion online course designed for anyone who would like to overcome doubt and improve the quality of their decisions. And see, we're just conquering all caregivers' problems. Last, last week, it was uh, decision-making. This week, it's stress. So just a reminder, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, or any of the 16 global networks that I mentioned earlier. All right, enough of that. Our guest today is going to talk about caregiving without stress. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Dr. Marvin Marshall is one of America's leading experts in reducing stress that is so prevalent in work, relationships, schools, homes. He's an author, educator, international professional speaker in 25 countries and on five continents. Wow, he's got me beat. <laughs> he demonstrates how to use authority without coercion so relationships are not adversely affected. Now, there's a good lesson, great lesson for a caregiver. Dr. Marshall, welcome to the show. So excited to have you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me, Dave. Yes, and why don't you take a minute or two, introduce yourself. I like to ask my question just, who is Dr. Marvin Marshall and why was he put on this earth? How's that for a question, huh? Are you asking me? I am asking yeah. you. You are the guest. <laughs> to help people reduce their stress, become more happy, and live life more successfully. Because stress is self-induced. That well, is, there's an we, we decide whether or not we want to absorb stress or if you want to deflect it because nobody can make you do anything. You have always the option. Let me get right to the point by sharing three <laughs> principles that will help anyone reduce stress in any situation. The first one is positivity. 
The second one is choice, and the third one is reflection. We start with positivity. You can change your emotions by just one word. For example, your supervisor says in the morning, before you leave today, stop in. I want to mention something to you. Now, when I ask in a seminar how many people think the messages are going to be negative, almost all the hands go up. The fact <laughs> is you are assuming the negative. Most problems occur because of wrong assumptions, hmm. which is the first chapter in my book, Live Without Stress. So coming back to the idea, your supervisor says, stop by before you leave today. We think negatively, and that's an assumption. The fact is that he has a compliment for you, but in the meantime, between five, 9 o'clock in the morning and 5 o'clock in the afternoon when you saw him, you were undergoing anxiety, which was all self-inflicted. You have a, a choice, basically. If, if somebody says something to you, how do you want to interpret it? You can interpret it positively or negatively. For example, as I started to say, the supervisor says, stop by my office this afternoon. And you can either say to yourself, your self-talk is, I get to see my supervisor or I have to see my supervisor. Right. I get to see my supervisor is positive. And it creates endorphins. It makes you feel good. I I have to see my supervisor. Does this one word can create anxiety? So the first thing, the first practice that I suggest people do is think of the positive. Since you don't know, rather than assume negative, think positively. When you want to communicate with somebody, you ask yourself whether or not. What I'm going to say to the person is going to be interpreted in a negative way or a positive way. It's very, very simple. Once you get into the idea of asking yourself, how is this person going to interpret what I'm going to share with him? The second practice is choice. The fact of life is that choice ends when life ends. We are constantly making choices. We've both made a choice for right now by having this communication. Once you have the mindset of realizing that you are constantly and continually making choices, you have a new rubric, so to speak, because you can always choose to make the choice positive or negative, which means you never, ever have to be a victim. Victimhood is self-imposed. Can, I, can I stop you for a second? Yep. Um, I want, you know, our, our audience is for uh, burned out caregivers. So uh, first yeah. I want to uh, establish a connection with them. Yeah. Uh, have you ever been a caregiver? Just curious. Not in the sense that professional caregivers givers have, have, no. But I'm sure you've spoken to them, uh, counseled oh, yes. them, et cetera. Well, yes. So what, what got you involved in this work of, of <laughs> relieving stress from the world? That's, that's a very interesting mission. Well, it started from my education. I'm primarily an educator, and mm -hmm. I have, as far as I can determine, the only discipline program used around the world that is non-coercive. Wow. Uh, a quick story in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where Ben Franklin had his printing area. Yeah. There's a diorama where Ben Franklin is leaning over to King George III of England right after the passage of the Stamp Act. 
And Franklin says to the king, you cannot coerce people into changing their minds. <laughs> That's critical. If you want to be effective on almost anything, the way to do it is to be in a non-coercive way. So I'll ask myself if I'm going, if the person I'm talking with is going to interpret this in a negative or a positive way. If he's going to interpret it as if I'm telling him what to do, I'm not going to be successful because telling has an inference. And that inference is, what you're doing is not good enough and you need to change. No yeah. one likes to hear that. No one likes to be told what to right. do. We like to tell other people, but we don't like to Yeah, I don't want to be told what to do. Right. So what <laughs> you do is you share information. So stress, uh, it's really a killer, isn't it? Absolutely. We, when we say stress, we're really talking about distress. Uh, but so often, yes. uh, in our nomenclature, we use the term stress. But when stress affects you through anxiety or fear, it's causing distress. And it's very harmful, not only to the body, but to the mind. So break it down. Uh, let's say we're in a okay. stressful situation. Uh, let's say our, our loved one is just uh, acting unappreciative and really bitchy and and uh, demanding and and you realize that you're you've sacrificed your life and this person doesn't appreciate it and you're starting to feel bitter and you're getting stressed out what's happening to the body and the mind and the heart how does it work how does stress well, affect the, us the first thing i'd like to do is answer that question your first question is uh, how the person is quote, quote uh, attacking you you ask yourself this question, is the person attacking me personally or the situation? And you will quickly conclude that the person is frustrated and is taking it out on you, which means you never take anything personally because the person is frustrated. Now you can do this with kids as well as people who are, who are caregivers or giving care to people who need assistance. Never take anything personally. You just ask yourself, because chances are with the caregiving people, they will not be able to articulate the answer, that they are frustrated, anxious, and they're taking it out on you. So again, number one, never take anything personally. Yeah, we have some listeners, and one of them is commenting, saying, being in a state of constant fight or flight is not a yep. real choice. Not a choice. Medical systems are not set up to effectively handle daily situations formed from medical illness. If you have money, <laughs> you get more help and less stress. So uh, is that true? No, not in my <laughs> opinion. And the reason is because of the brain-body connection. Here's how it operates. First comes cognition, always. Now, the cognition comes through our senses, what we see, what we hear, what we touch, what we taste, what we smell. It immediately goes into an area of the brain called the amygdala, and this is where the emotion comes in. The way the brain body operates is, again, first comes the cognition, immediately followed by an emotion. Now, I, I, I have on my website, if I can mention it, withoutstress.com, a, a strategy to stop this emotion. 
So, for example, shall I share with you? Yeah, please. Okay, let's assume you're on the freeway, the highway, and somebody uh, car cuts in front of you. <laughs> now, either road rage can erupt, or if you think about it, you can say to yourself, well, maybe this person is on the way to a hospital and has an emergency. Boom. Mm -hmm. You are immediately stop that emotion. But the, the, the strategy is, and you can find this on my website, withoutstress.com, <clears throat> a signal. First comes the red. You stop by taking a gasp of breath. Now, when you t it's like a yawn. The, the trigeminal nerves at the base of your jawbone, and if you, if you take a deep gasp of breath, the trigeminal nerves that goes throughout the body diminishes. Then you think of a signal to yellow. You've got options. And then green with, is you go with your choice. So oh. someone jumps in front of you, instead of getting road rage, you say, well, um, I think this yeah, guy is in the of the doubt. or, or uh, I think I'll turn on the radio or what do I do my next vacation. The idea is first comes the cognition, then the emotion. So green, you go with your best choice. So yeah. red, take a deep gas, think of your options, yellow, and then go with your best choice. I think I'll turn on the, the radio. Yeah. You can stop an emotion because the, the way the brain-body connection works, again, the cognition <laughs> always comes first followed by an emotion, but there's an instant where you can reflect that natural emotion by what you think and your decisions. Yeah, uh, Deborah Regis, that's who's talking. She She's laughing. She's saying, I will take someone cutting me off any time, a uh, hundred thousand times a day. As a, <laughs> and um, But she talks about with dementia, it becomes a constant personal attack on the closest that's, person. Yes. So but we're talking about someone who's not in their right mind, right, Adrian? Yeah, I mean that's really what I wanted. What I wanted to yeah. say. It wears you it's, down. In this situation, there's not a lot of choice in terms of okay, I'm with someone who's got dementia. I'm with someone who has cancer. I'm with someone post-traumatic you know, post-traumatic stress or had a stroke or whatever. Uh, this is something that I did not choose. Yeah, or okay. autism, or autism, or, ch or children. Of course, parents, parents taking care of of children with with mental problems. It's it's very difficult, and it's it's not as though there's even time to take the breath. <laughs> take the breath. Have your what your considerations are. And choose not to respond. Now, I mean, I've been in a situation with with angry people, and I have I prepped myself going into it, knowing how I want to behave. But when it comes at you from somebody that lives with you almost twenty four hours a day, it it builds yeah. up. See, we've got so tough questions you... and tough problems here, Doctor, and so yeah. we need tough answers. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Is the person capable enough to answer a question? Not necessarily. But what kind of, what kind of question? Any kind of, a, of questions. The reason, the, reason, the reason why I ask is this. In normal conversation, the person who asks the question controls the conversation. 
You can That's prove true. this to yourself. For example, if you're having a conversation with somebody and all of a sudden the other person asks you a question, chances mm -hmm. are you don't continue on a monologue. You stop and answer the person's question. So right. the thing to keep in mind is if you want to be in control, you ask the question. Not telling, which is coercive. And so if the person can is cognitive, cognitively uh, efficient enough to answer a question, you can ask something such as, are you angry at me or at a situation? Now, what you've done is by asking the question, the person stops and reflect. You can control other people, but you can't change them. And the objective is to have them change themselves. And the most efficient approach to do this is to ask a question which will prompt them to reflect. Just by asking the question, you've yeah. changed their their emotions because they've st they need to stop and answer the question. That's I a great understand answer. exactly. I understand what you're saying. But when when you have a dementia patient or an Alzheimer's patient who is not capable of giving that that answer. I mean, you can come into the room and say, you can start your day beautifully, say, isn't it a great day today? And either be met with silence or anger okay, or let physical me, let... anger or, you know, and this is what comes at you constantly. May I give you another solution? The first one is that question. If that doesn't work, you redirect the conversation. You change the conversation. And the reason for that is the way the brain body operates together is, as I mentioned, cognition comes first, followed by an emotion. You cannot change an emotion. One should never say to someone, you shouldn't feel that way. The emotion no. is there. There's only one way to change that emotion, and that is through redirection. You Because, yeah. again, the cognition always comes before the emotion, and you can prove this to yourself. Just by you see something that's uh, uh, horrible, and it, it gives you a negative emotion. You see something beautiful, what a, what a beautiful day, and it prompts a positive emotion. Cognition always precedes emotion. You cannot change emotion. The only way, you, the only thing you can do is to redirect the attention because the emotion follows. Yeah. See, I could do what you're talking about when I was taking care of my husband because he was totally there. Um, if I didn't like the way he, he answered me sometimes, of course, I understood that someone who knows he's dying of cancer is might be a little short-tempered for a reason. Um, he's not mad at me. He's mad at the disease, but it comes at me. And even though I I know it, it's still very hurtful. Yes, and, and very hard. However, however, you're missing the main point, and the main point is. You are accepting it by your self-talk and by what you are listening to. You can change your feelings by changing your th thought process. E emotion 
Let me put it this way. The type of emotion we're talking about is self-inflicted. All emotion basically is self-inflicted. You have a choice to accept something or not to accept something. So if you're so, it, this is the reason why you never have to be a victim, regardless of the situation. And the reason is you can always choose your reaction. Regardless of the situation you cannot change, something that stimulates you or the urge, you always have the choice of how you can react. Again, choice ends when life ends. And so if you ask yourself, your mental thinking is, okay, how am I going to react to this? If you realize you have a choice of your reaction, you never need to feel like you're a victim. Nobody That's true. Does. I got that. Yeah. Victimhood is a choice. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I do get that. Um, it's... The, the bottom line it's, is, Adrian, yeah, is, if, it's, if it's that bad, then yeah. you need to start considering a facility, you know, because yes. you're just sacrificing your life for theirs. And, uh, you know, you might be the type of person who don't like confrontation, don't like to say no, don't like to make decisions, you know, paralysis by analysis. And it's time, I think, if you're dealing with these kinds of issues, that you can't handle this anymore. You know, the, these people make promises to their loved ones. Uh, I'll never put you in a nursing home. Well, that's that's a suicide request, you know. That, yeah. <laughs> you should instead change it to, hey, I renege on that deal. Now the promise is I will give you the best care available. Right. And right now I cannot give you the best care available because I'm at my wit's end. You need 24-hour supervision. You're getting up in the middle of the night. You're, you're you know, wandering. You're violent. Uh, you need to be sedated can't do it and there's a time I can't where care, that has to I can't happen. care for you properly anymore right. that's the choice yeah. and, and what you do is you ask yourself a simple question if the roles were re, would be or were reversed what yeah. would my partner want for me would my right. partner want me to undergo that that's right. I wouldn't want to the put anyone I love through that but they're not in their right mind so but they're you, not in their right got mind to, and yeah, and that's the what whole purpose. Need, what you of, need. I was going to say that's the whole purpose of advanced directives to make decisions when they can no longer. Exactly right. Yeah. You have to ask yourself if they were in their quote right mind unquote, which is a very negative uh, <laughs> phrase. What would they, what would they want? They would want you not to undergo stress. If the worlds were reversed, they would yeah. not want you to go through what you're going through. Well, this Does is a good place sense? to take a break. So hold that thought, and we'll be right back. Don't go away. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words by Dave Nassani is the book that helps you overcome and perhaps even prevent the hardships associated with strokes. Dave takes you on his journey and experience with his own wife, Charlene, a stroke survivor. This book tells you everything about strokes to help you and your loved ones survive without making costly mistakes that may save a life or a brain from irreparable damage. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words. The book is available on Amazon.com or order it from fine bookstores everywhere. 
Okay, so you have a couple of days off and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Guilt, fear, loneliness, burnout. These are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. CaregiverDave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting CaregiverDave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to caregiverdave.com and join now. Audiobooks gives you instant access to over 50,000 of the best sellers and hottest book titles in romance, mystery, fiction, and many other genres. Just visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Audiobooks to get started. Reclaim your caregiver sanity with Dave Nassani's book, It's My Life Too. Caring for someone with an illness or condition who is expected to live for a relatively long period of time is a specific and unique challenge. This book pinpoints the needs and strategies a caregiver must do for themselves in order to survive, thrive, and make caregiving a rewarding, gratifying experience. So get your copy of It's My Life Too today or buy one for your special caregiver. It's My Life Too is available at Amazon.com and Caregiver Dave. You're listening to HealthyLife.net. Millions of listeners know the secret. Now you do too. Positive talk 24 hours a day, every day. Dave Nassani, the caregiver's caregiver, has just released his sixth book entitled It's My Life Too. Reclaim your caregiver sanity by learning when to say yes and when to say no. It was specifically written for caregivers who know they should be putting their needs first, but just don't know how. Dave is the sole caregiver to his wife, Charlene, since 1996. He knows firsthand what caregivers are going through, because he is one. And he now speaks all across the country, offering caregivers his incredible caregiver support package. Even the airlines tell us that in the event of an emergency, to put your oxygen mask on first, before you help your child with their mask. They know that those who don't heed their advice often black out, thus becoming unable to help either themselves or their child. And caregivers are exactly the same way. It's my life too. Reclaim your caregiver sanity by learning when to say yes and when to say no. We'll help caregivers who are neglecting their sleep, diet, and social life and learn to put their needs first. Pick up your copy today or buy one for your special caregiver. On sale everywhere and at caregiverscaregiver.com. back with Adrian Gruberg and Dr. Marvin Marshall. And thank you, Deborah, for those comments and directing the conversation. That was very productive. I appreciate that. Thank you. I want to mention, I love that commercial. I love your book. It's oh, fabulous. thank you so much. <laughs> I'm writing so my fourth helpful. one now about yeah. uh, Dave's hammock wisdom, because <laughs> I get a lot of wisdom when I lay on the hammock. And I thought uh, 18 months ago, I said, I'm being so selfish, just 
keeping all this wisdom to myself. I want to share it. So I started thinking, Oh, he's being so selfish. So selfish. <laughs> selfish caregiver. <laughs> and so uh, the videos are very popular, very successful. I got over 100 of them. And, but a lot of people aren't on Facebook. A lot of people aren't on, uh, you know, uh, YouTube or the Internet. So I got to put it in printed form. So I thought it'd be easy to just trans transpose them into words. But it is so much harder to take what we say, you know, in slang and all the you knows and everything, and then to polish it up for book form, it's it's much harder. Editing is harder not easy. It's a, it's a different medium, right? <laughs> and, and of course, the the trick behind good writing is editing, editing, yep. Yep. editing. absolutely. <laughs> and when you think it's, it's ready, edit it again <laughs> <laughs> until you're sick of your book. <laughs> I never want to get sick of reading it. And then you have to turn it over to somebody else with fresh eyes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, what's the relationship between stress and cancer? You know, uh, what well, happens I'm, to the body when stress? Uh, how does can? Because I heard that we all have cancer cells, right? So, what makes the cancer cells go wild? Well, I'm not a medical physician. However, you can do all kinds of searches and see how your mental state, your mental attitude can facilitate getting cancer. Yeah. Uh, and there are stories of people who have had cancer by using a very positive approach, uh, including comedy, uh, where your that? endorphins are, arise, yeah. uh, and proper diet, of course. Um, in, in part, it's because you, you, you are what you eat, which is an old quotation, but it's, yeah. it's true. Uh, I know w one person who was getting really, really sick, and she decided, whatever the story is, she's going to not eat sugar, because sugar really is a poison to the human body. And she recovered magnificently. Um, really? Of course, I'm on a low sugar. Yes. I, I'll, I'll, I'll partake of sugar on an occasion. But sugar's not in my regular diet. The, first three, the first three words of my yeah. uh, diet, my 12-word diet program is eat real food. Yep. <laughs> so that helps me. I'm, I'm going to take a look at a dessert or whatever it is. If it's not real food, it's easy for me to say to myself, hey, Marv, that's not real food. And I, I won't partake of it. Or food that's alive and not dead. Can we <laughs> eliminate this. stress completely in the world? Is that a possible goal, uh, or is that uh, impossible? No, it, it will never happen. <laughs> and and, and the one reason why it, it won't and should not happen is that stress can be very positive in, in one's life. So, mm. for example, if you didn't have any stress, chances are you wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> you stay there. I mean, That's why would true. you get out of bed? Your mental mind, your, your mindset is, hey, if, if I want to have breakfast, or if I want to go to the bathroom, or if I want to earn a living, I better get out of bed. Yeah, yeah. So usually, well, as I mentioned, what we talk about when we say stress, we really mean distress. Distress is That's very true. unhealthy and can, as many experiments or research has shown, can prompt cancer. That's why they say when you have to go to the bathroom, you should relieve yourself. <laughs> yes. Very good. Very good. <laughs> so that you're not distressed anymore. <laughs> so That's... caregivers experience a whole lot of stress, maybe even more 
than the average person. Uh, Definitely maybe more than I the should average cross person. out the word maybe. Even more <laughs> than the average yeah. person. Yeah. Uh, how can, I mean, we spoke about some of this, but how can they um, reduce their stress? I mean, are there exercises? Are there foods? Are there uh, what? It starts with, number one, getting a good night's sleep. Yes. Sleep yeah, you know, they only get two to three hours sleep a night, caregivers. That's the statistic. Right, except for the fact that uh, my mother-in-law, for example, who lived to be over 100, said that she couldn't sleep. Well, my wife inherited it, and my wife is not a good sleeper, but over a 24-hour period, she'll get about six to seven hours sleep. Not all at one time in bed. I but see. Yes. Afternoon, okay? So as long as, as long as you get sufficient sleep. Secondly, food. So you can catch up on sleep. Somebody told me you yeah. can't. I, I disagree. I, I totally agree with you. You can't. Right. It's, it's better, of course, if you are disciplined and your body is disciplined enough to go to bed at the same time every day and get up at the same time. That's going to be best for your body. But, yes, you need to get enough sleep. You need to eat the, the proper foods. Uh, I have a 12-word yeah. diet uh, which starts with eat real food. If it's not real food, then I'm, I, I, I then am empowered to resist it. Thirdly, you got to have a positive outlook. Uh, go backwards. Is pizza real food? No. No, it's not. It's full of carbohydrates, oh, which turns no. into sugar. You <laughs> see, pizza, pizza dough is made it? from flour about gluten-free pizza dough. Is it's there any way to make a pizza real food? No. Well, Oprah would say yes. You make a no. cauliflower crust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, the crust itself is manufactured. <laughs> Look, there are some things in life that you need to give up. Uh, yep. You know, smoking. Uh, Drinking. I, I smoked cigars for 35 years, and I was Ooh. my tongue started to get tender, and I said, Marv, this is a warning to you. You better stop. Yeah. And so I did. The same thing when I stopped smoking cigarettes years and years ago. Uh, you learn, if, if, to me, learning ends when life ends. I'm continually learning. As much as I think I know, it's amazing every day I learn something new. And to me, that's one of the beautiful parts about living. Living is so much more enjoyable when I'm learning. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, you know, constantly. I, you right. grow. Eat well, sleep well, or at least sleep. Uh, All right. Yes. Here's a question. Exercise. Let me mention one other oh, thing. Oh, yeah, let's talk about the exercise. Right. The human body was not made to sit in front of a computer. <laughs> the human body was made for movement. And so even though I'm sitting in front of a computer now, as soon as this interview is over, I'm going to stand and, and stretch. Uh, I'll stretch on a regular basis. Uh, I do aerobic now, exercise. Let's all stretch right now. Let's just stand up. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's smart. <laughs> that's, oh, that, that's good that for your body. That feels so good. <laughs> yeah, it, does. it feels good. Go ahead, Adrian. You have permission. I did. I I just okay. I stretched up out of my chair. I didn't stretch my arms out yet, but. Right. Go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, that's very important. 
I mean, you can just move your toes and move your feet and move <laughs> right. your arms. The idea is that the human body was, was made for movement and so facilitate what the human body was designed for. That's not sitting still, not being stationary. I mean, when you get older, for example, <clears throat> one of the first things that goes is your balance. Well, really? so what you can do is periodically, you know, stand on one leg. You may want to be near a wall or something, but you, yeah. can, you, can, you can practice so that when you get older and you're about to fall, you can catch yourself. You, if you don't have good muscle tone, chances are you may fall and have, it, have to have your, your hip replaced, which is so oh. often with older people. You're a smart guy. How'd you get so smart? I don't know. My father says I was born with wisdom. I've got no idea. Ah. <laughs> Absolutely not. Marv's uh, hammock wisdom. Okay. <laughs> now, I, I have balance problems. Uh, I had a knee replacement, and um, a second knee operation, and and there there are balance problems. It is one of the most frustrating things in the world. Um, I mean, I have a few different exercises that I can do that really do help with my balance, but feeling off balance makes you personally makes you feel off balance with the rest of your life too yeah it's uh, well, so therefore you ask yourself what can i do right and maybe maybe walking with a cane when i go downstairs be sure to uh uh hang on to the railing uh which is let me mention something which i think you, you you'll find interesting the human body is made so that when you develop a pattern, it runs by itself. So, for example, if you learn how to ride a bike when you're 12 and you don't ride a bike for 40 years, you can get yeah. on a bike and, and you can still ride it. There are certain things in life that come natural and that if you interfere with them, it causes a problem. For example, if you stand at the top of a set of stairs and you think of walking down by putting one foot in front of the other, you have undergone, you, you have made something that's, that should be natural, unnatural, and you'll start to trip. Undermined. Right, because walking down a flight of stairs should be naturally. Uh, if I can go on a tangent, the same thing happens with people who stutter. So mm. when, you first, when you're first learning how to talk, you mumble, you mix words, you repeat yourself, and if you call attention to it, you're going to have a problem. So, for example, our daughter has really beautiful articulation, except except when she came to the S. And so she must have been maybe two and a half or three years old, and I corrected her. For the next week, every time she came to an S, she stopped, stopped to make it perfect. Mm. Perfection is something a human being should never try to get to because mm. you cannot learn and be perfect at the same time. So we saw the first stage in Hillary's stuttering. We never called attention to it again, and she has beautiful articulation, beautiful speech. There are certain things in life, like walking downstairs, learning how to talk, that are natural, and you don't call attention to them, because if you do, you're going to have a problem. Well, yeah. everything is like that. You know, the feedback of, of the rocket ships going to the moon, 
they're never on course. They're always correcting. They're going to the left, going to the right. I'm a sailor, and we're always correcting. If I miss Catalina Island, man, I next land I hit is Antarctica. So well, uh, <laughs> course correction, you know. I'll tell you what the big difficulty is in gravity. The Polaris missile, the missile is taking off. Half of its exertion, half of its energy is getting 100 yards off the ground, getting away from this pull of gravity. And so when we form habits, the biggest challenge is getting ourselves out of that habit. And it takes a lot of concentration and a lot of discipline. But so often we just do things because we've always done it before. It's the old ha idea that our, we make our habits, and then our habits make us. Yeah. And is it true it takes 21 days to break one or start a new one? Well, at least seven days, seven times. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there, it, it, of course, it all depends on what the habit is. But if, you, if your self-talk is, I'm strong enough, I'm self-disciplined enough to break this habit, you can do it because you're empowering yourself through positivity and choice and the point is, when you see yourself doing it again, you're going to reflect, uh-oh, I fell into the habit again. I'm going to do it over again. So these three principles of positivity, choice, and reflection can literally be a rubric for making your life so much more happy. Listen, we're going to take another break. Don't go away. We will be right back. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words by Dave Nassani is the book that helps you overcome and perhaps even prevent the hardships associated with strokes. Dave takes you on his journey and experience with his own wife, Charlene, a stroke survivor. This book tells you everything about strokes to help you and your loved ones survive without making costly mistakes that may save a life or a brain from irreparable damage. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words. The book is available on Amazon.com or order it from fine bookstores everywhere. Okay, so you have a couple of days off and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Guilt, fear, loneliness, burnout. These are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. CaregiverDave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting CaregiverDave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to caregiverdave.com and join now. Audiobooks gives you instant access to over 50,000 of the best sellers and hottest book titles in romance, mystery, fiction, and many other genres. Just visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Audiobooks to get started. Reclaim your caregiver sanity with Dave Nassani's book, It's My Life Too. 
Caring for someone with an illness or condition who is expected to live for a relatively long period of time is a specific and unique challenge. This book pinpoints the needs and strategies a caregiver must do for themselves in order to survive, thrive, and make caregiving a rewarding, gratifying experience. So get your copy of It's My Life 2 today or buy one for your special caregiver. It's My Life 2 is available at Amazon.com and CaregiverDave.com. You're listening to HealthyLife.net. Millions of listeners know the secret. Now you do too. Positive talk 24 hours a day, every day. We are a community of caregivers that understands and supports you wherever you are in your journey. We are a place to connect with other caregivers, but more importantly, a place to get practical, actionable help. There are lots of ways for you to get support. First of all, you can download our welcome pack. This will get you started on your Thrive journey. Next, you can ask and get answers to your questions by posting them here in our private Facebook groups. You can also get live online support by attending one of our live weekly Connect webinars. You can get practical, actionable advice by listening to our weekly podcast. You can hear and read other stories about other caregivers' experiences. Plus, add your own in our weekly Share Your Story forum, posted every Tuesday in the Facebook group. You can access essential resources and download practical Thrive Solutions Packs, all of which are geared to help you thrive as a caregiver. You can get lifetime access to all of our resources. Again, we're here to support you and help you thrive and to enjoy your life as a caregiver. And remember, this is a place to get hope not just cope. And we're back. You are good. Thank you. I had a lot of help. I wasn't always this way. We're back with Dr. Marvin Mitchell, Mar- Mitchell, Marshall, I'm sorry, and Adrian Gruberg from the Caregiver Space, and I'm Dave Nassani from CaregiverDave.com, and we're talking about stress, that terrible, terrible thing. But it can be a positive thing. It can get you out of bed in the morning and get you to the bathroom. So everyone has stress. All we can hope to do is to uh, reduce the negative parts of the stress that gets us sick and so on. Um, now, I have a question. If we've been living with stress for like 40 years, like some of us, you know, you see some people, uh, I'm 65, I see some people who are 65, man, they look like hell. They look like they're 80, they're, their faces are just wrinkled, you know, they smoke, they drink, they, they don't get a lot of rest. I mean, it looks like life has been hard on them. Uh, is it too late to reverse the effects of stress on some of these people? You can't reverse it totally, but you can certainly diminish the harm that it causes on you, on your mental condition, and on your physical body. So you you can't reverse. Well, I don't. I, I'm I'm sort of hesitating because there there are people who, uh, through proper diet and through proper exercise, and through a positive outlook on on their lives, have truly change their life physically as well as mentally. So I don't want to negate the fact that you cannot improve your physical body or your mental body because you have stress. I'm, as I mentioned earlier, 
one of the enjoyments to me about living is learning. And you can always learn daily, and you can all, always learn, I believe, to improve yourself. Huh. I think that um, uh, it was Julie Andrews who I used to quote who said, uh, I love discipline because it sets me free. A person who is huh. disciplined has less stress than a person who is not disciplined. And I'll tell you the trick. And it's very, very simple. <clears throat> the trick is to develop a procedure. So, for example, you're looking for your car keys. Well, if you had a procedure, when you go into your house and you put your car keys down at a particular place, you will always know That's where right. they are. People who live their lives on procedures live a, a much less stressful life. <laughs> or uh, what's the word? Some people call them uh, um, systems. Mm -hmm. So oh, procedures and systems. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So tell us some success stories. You've been in business for a long time doing this. Uh, what what's you know the the best success story that you've told? You know, as a coach, uh, when people take my advice, they get better. And <laughs> when they don't, they don't. <laughs> yeah. And then they come back a year later and say, "I'm still dealing with this." Well, did you do what I told you a year ago? I said, no, it's gotten okay. worse. I said, uh, "Hello, McFly." Let me let uh, me answer your question with. Uh... A story, true story, of course. First, I suggest that anyone who is interested, basically what I've contributed, go to Google and search for levels of development. Levels of development. They will come up, two of them will come up on the very top row of a Google search, levels of development. And basically what I teach are, there are two levels, I refer to them as A and B, as behaviors, and they are not appropriate and uh, and irresponsible. Levels C and D refer to cooperation, conformity, and D, democracy. Democracy is taking the initiative to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Quick story, a woman called me, she says, Marv, I just had this experience. I, I feel almost obliged to call you, so that's why you're getting this, this phone call from me. She says, I came back from the market, Got to my car and I, I saw a lime in my hand for 10 cents. I didn't want to go back for 10 cents, but I knew the levels of development. I knew it was the right thing to do. So I went back to the nearest, I went to the nearest cashier, told her what I had done, gave her the dime. Of course, the cashier thanked me. And then she said, I cannot express how great I felt doing the right <laughs> thing simply because it was the right thing to do. Most of us live our lives on level C cooperation, conformity, to have a civil society, we must operate on level C. But especially with young people and even with adults, there will be a time when you can take the initiative to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And once young people understand the difference between external motivation, getting a good grade, or working hard to get a good grade, external versus mm -hmm. doing, putting forth effort because I know it's gonna be good for me and good for other people. Yeah, Once you understand the difference between external and internal motivation, you have a rubric for running your life. She says, and my point is, you'll never get the personal satisfaction, the highest reward anybody can get from cooperation or from conformity. You'll do it because you put in your best effort and you did the right thing because it was the right thing to do. That's right, that's right. We don't teach that in our schools anymore, unfortunately. That's what made America, you know, 
truly great over the first 250 years or however long <laughs> we've been doing what we're doing because we were taught that, you know, what you just said. So, again, just Google levels of development and take a yeah. look at it. That's uh, interesting. Well, we're running out of time. How do we contact you if people want to learn more, read your books? You're going to write a book on caregiving soon, right? <laughs> the easiest way is my website, easy to remember, withoutstress.com. Withoutstress.com, there are uh, t uh, tips for living without stress, for teaching without stress, for parenting without stress, uh, and it's all free. I mean, if you wanted to purchase any of my books, you know, you could. Uh, I have a, a a stress management video on YouTube that comes out once a month. There are about 68 up there now. Uh, I just have this desire to have people enjoy life more, and if you can reduce your stress, you'll enjoy life more. Awesome. Adrian, how do we get a hold of the caregiver space and Adrian Gruberg? I can't hear you. Are you muted? Yes, you're muted. muted because I was coughing. Okay. Uh, Adrian at thecaregiverspace.org and the Facebook page and everything else uh, are linked from there and there are forums and there are conversations and there are articles and uh, blogs, so it's a good it's a good resource. <laughs> so, Doctor, we have just a few more minutes for you to give us one last uh, takeaway. If if they don't remember anything you said today, what do you want them to walk away with that they should not forget? That they always have a choice of everything they do, and if they want to live a more happy life. Make your choice in a positive way. That is, do do that. Just think of how can I make this decision that I need to make a positive one. The three, again, principles, positivity, you always have a choice, and you can control people, including yourself, but the way to change them is through reflection by the questions that you ask. That's true, and I like what you said about uh, getting cut off and normally, I mean, I know a lot of people, I'm sure you do, and Adrian does, where uh, you just get them behind the wheel and they become a different person. You know, they're in competition, they're in the Indy 500, and if somebody yeah. cuts you off, man, they just, you can see the veins uh, popping out of their neck and they start getting red. And uh, I know one guy, this is the God's honest truth, uh, he's, he's an officer, he was off duty, and he stopped at an off-ramp, this guy with anger management issues and the car <laughs> in front of him, you know, was texting or something and the light turned green and he didn't move. And he waited like a whole three seconds. Oh, and he, just, he got out seconds. of his car. He didn't honk. He got out of his car. He marched over that door. He banged <laughs> on the window and he grabbed <laughs> the guy by the shirt and he said, the light is green. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, so it is. I like I like what you said. If somebody cuts you off, you know maybe their wife is in the back seat laying down. You can't see her, and she's giving birth, and the 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 head is crying. <laughs> you know we just don't think about these things. Give the other person the benefit of the doubt. Even the Bible says, you know, treat others the way you would want to be treated, and give um, people the benefit of the doubt. Right. Right. Correct. Again, Everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing mm -hmm. about. Right? Again, there's 
You, There's so you, much uh, more on my website, withoutstress.com, Dave, if I can say that, which I just absolutely. did. And it's, it's, and it's free. And if they want to buy a book, they can buy a book too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's it. Uh, you did an awesome job, Doctor. I don't know if this is uh, your first video cast. Probably not, <laughs> because you give them yourselves, right? Is there any way that I can get a copy of this? Oh, I think for a price we can send you a copy. <laughs> no, I'm God, kidding. We'll God, give God. it to you free. If you're giving all your stuff away free, we'll give you it free. <laughs> Thanks very much. Anyway, uh, we'll give you the audio and the video version. Great. And I'll even uh, – I don't like to uh, pass around the Facebook Live version because it's, you know, it's unedited and uh, there's right. some mistakes and between the commercials there's a gap and stuff like that, so – so, again, we'll meet you next week, and everybody else, uh, thank you for tuning in, and we appreciate you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Caregiver's Caregiver radio program with Dave Nassani.